Welcome to Help from Future Self. Hello, Archons. Welcome to another episode of Help from Future Self, the conversational Keyforge podcast by and for Keyforge friends. And we have a gang of friends with us today. Of course, I have my regular partner in this uh, podcasting crime world, uh, Sydney, aka SC Steel. What's going on, Sydney? Not much. Really happy to be here today. Oh, yes. And um, this week we have two guests joining us both from ghost galaxy and it is michael michael welcome to the podcast for the first time thank you and thank you for having me of course and we have returning christian christian what is going on oh i'm uh, looking forward to the conversation happy to be back Yes, indeed. We are, we are also looking forward to the conversation. Um, so we are basically going to talk about things relating to the press release that recently dropped in OP and the initial, obviously, fervor that came from the announcement. And then now we've had some opportunity to see community feedback. And you both have obviously taken that into consideration and you released a statement updating what it was, which was great to see that uh, you did that. I mean, I, I personally wasn't surprised based on the fact that you've been very communicative. And I think people were maybe shocked that there wasn't an instant response, but it makes sense. You took time to have a, a very formulated and poignant way to address concerns. Absolutely. It was incredibly thorough. And not going to lie, you get points from me for the lore in the beginning, the fact that you guys went into diss and, and a couple sentences of mm -hmm. that, just it, it warmed my heart. I really, I, I was in the right mindset starting to read the article when that was in the beginning. Mm, yeah. Good. Christian, the last time you were on this show, you mentioned, and I'll quote, hopefully you'll forgive us in the future when we do something you don't like. So mm -hmm. how has your week been? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've seen quite a bit of forgiveness out there. Um, it's it's uh, it's it's funny because this is why I wrote that little diss story. It, you know, is is that the the um, when you when you try to relaunch a game, you have this this honeymoon period, and and it's understandable because you're. I, I've by the way, I've had this experience before when we've released second editions of of games. Uh, it's a sort of a similar thought that, that, that we come in and we, we want to do, you know, we, we are, we're, we're doing it for a reason, for a reason that's, that's, that's a good reason we want to make this game come back and be great. Uh, and we, we love the community. We love everything about it. That's why we want to engage ourselves and, you know, dip ourselves in the, in the waters of this. But um, there's a period of time where everybody gets to dream and kind of have everything they want, you know, because they, nothing has been, set in stone there's nothing concrete uh, you know it's just a little bit like a honeymoon you know everything is wonderful um and then decisions have to be made and and we have to move forward and and we have you know uh, we, we and that's that's when kind of the the real life intrudes and that that's why I've, i came up with that statement before because i always know that you know that for example at least game and you know people are like oh wonderful they 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 they, they know my deepest uh you know desires for what the next edition needs to be and they're going to do that um and and then when they found out that maybe we're, we're not doing that or we're doing a slightly change to that or or maybe we're, we're not have it just not said it yet that there, there can be a lot of emotion um and um that's part of the that's part of the trick of of relaunching something and that's why i sometimes compare it to a falling knife um trying to catch it. It, it it can be tricky it can be difficult uh, and um and i think it's it's very important for us to, to take a you know as least of a dramatic approach to it as possible because there is a lot of emotion people love this stuff right so so we have to make sure that that we listen to that and we also don't you know say something rashly or or you know, or, or or come across with a decision or some sort of a final statement that that we would learn to regret later we got to think this thing's through so um uh, you know it's not it's not it's not surprising that that, that you know some some decisions will have will have uh, repercussions because the more we move forward we're going to have things that you know maybe you don't like sydney right that we, <laughs> we could do something to the lore that really you know aggravates somebody and um this just happens and and uh we have to really respect that and understand it uh, it, do, it doesn't come from a bad place it comes from a place of you know deep love and, and passion for the stuff and um 
we then have to try to, you know, weigh that against what, you know, what other people's passions are. And of course, where we think that the, the best direction for the game needs to go. Uh, and that, that's not, by the way, a, uh, a kind of a set laid out in stone plan, uh, particularly with this game, because we, you know, we didn't even know whether we were going to make this game based on the success of the GameFound campaign, which was ended a very short period of time before. So the, the kind of the, the, um, the idea that we have a, you know, some sort of a roadmap set is set in stone from the very beginning is, is not, is not true. It's, we, we very much taken it one step at a time, um, and, and try to do that as cautiously and as sensibly as we can. And then sometimes, we, you know, we, we certainly don't do a great job. And, and I think, uh, um, the communication and I think some of the choices that we made on, 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 on the first announcement was, was, uh, I think sensible into some degree, but also, you know, maybe was not detailed enough uh, and not con we hadn't provided enough context prior to making that, uh, those, those announcements. So, so, uh, you know, I've done this a number of times before and I, I learned something new every time. And this is always a slightly different situation. And when you made these, these announcements and gave the the update on Saturday that the core formats were changing and you asked for feedback and input so they could be the best they could be. I'm, mm -hmm. I definitely know you received lots of feedback because yeah. I, I don't think you could have read it all in, if you spent 24 hours a day since you dropped it to, to go through it all based on my own uh, seeing it here and there. But now that you've had a little bit of update and you've given some some more thought and adjusted based on what this feedback is, what type of feedback are you now looking for and how would you like people to present it to you to be the most constructive and effective for you to make the game the way you would like it to be? Or I guess we would like it to be even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, there, there, there's a couple questions in there. I, I think in terms of of us reading the feedback and taking the feedback in, I think in many ways, Michael has done the, you know, a, 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 the lion's share of really diving in and, and picking apart the, 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 the really salient points to, to the, from the emotional ones. And, and, um, uh, I think, you know, he's really in the front line of, 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 uh, of this. So I, I want to do a shout out to him for that. Um, it, in terms of what we are looking for now, I mean, it's really more of the same. Um, the, you know, I guess we, we, that there's just some things that, that can't be helped. We, you know, we, I guess we put out a giant, you know, I think a yellow banner that says these are all preliminary. They may, they may change, um, in, in that first announcement to try to be, you know, very consciously aware that people will have opinions and, and we will listen to them and, 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 and we will, uh, this will likely change. Um, and there was a great deal of people didn't believe us or didn't read that part or, or whatever. So, so, I mean, to, to us, it's still the same, you know, we, we hope that, that with the changes from this round of feedback that we've made, that feedback will continue to, 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 to pile in. Um, but I think that the next step is for us to take this next iteration and, and do a big test of it, um, at Keyforge celebrations, which was, uh, we're going to host up here so we can be there, you know, in person, and see how it all transpires. We'll be here. We'll be able to take to take uh, feedback from everybody. Uh, if, if you know, we, we may end up with a few tomatoes and eggs on us, but but we're big, you know, big boys. We can take it. Um, and uh, we're putting ourselves through this to sort of get out, you know, better at the end. Um, so I would imagine that what would happen is that over the next month, two months, is that we'll have some formal events like key for celebration and we'll hopefully have a lot of people kind of experimenting with what's going on and what what decided and then we will keep taking that feedback and keep you know discovering things uh, and and uh and after that period of time we we at some point in time we have to make you know land in the sand and saying this is how 2023 season is going to go that's it and um that will be our call um but we're not going to make that call until we feel that it's, it's been tested and uh, people had a chance to, to voice their, their feedback and uh, we just have to, to make a decision at the end, obviously. But so to answer your question, you know, just keep, keep bringing it on. Um, 
Yeah, but the amount of volume that's out there, Michael, I mean, do, is there much more to, is there much more feedback to be had? <laughs> or has, every, <laughs> has every conceivable opinion already been, been, been received? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's, we have been, we've been, we've received lots of direct uh, emails every day, dozens, if not hundreds of direct uh, messages. We're doing our best to respond to every single one of those. We do also lurk um, lots of different forums and Discord servers. Uh, so we're we're gathering a huge amount of feedback, and uh, we're we're taking it all into consideration. Fantastic. Yeah, so speaking of the announcement and all of the changes, Alliance is a completely new way to play Keyforge. In the past, just the mention of a constructed Keyforge caused backlash within the community. People would like rail against the machine. Anybody who who decided that they wanted to try Cube or or switching out houses would be something that um, people were vocal against. What do you say to the people that say Alliance is against what Keyforge is? Well, I think that we have to disagree that maybe that there is this monolithic agreement on what Keyforge exactly is. Um, I think what Keyforge is is a negotiation between everybody who participates. Um, I think the, you know, having been in the very, you know, if, if, if Keyforge was, was born twice, it was born first in Richard's mind and then it was born in the, in the room where it was first pitched to us where both Michael and I were, you know, were present and we were, debating about what this really is and where it should go um, because it wasn't something that was I mean, Keyforge was not something that was born in the primordial times have always been uh, it's something that was negotiated and something that was formed um, and something that that different opinions you know have have have, have been present about throughout so I mean I understand I understand a little bit the 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 kind of the emotions that, that come with it because I there is something really beautiful about this what what, what the single deck and it coming out and and it's it's wonderful and it's innovative and it it, it solves a lot of problems for people um, and so we've had a lot of fans that have you know have, have had to defend uh, against criticism from a lot of people saying blah this game is no good because it, you know there's no agency blah 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 and and so there's a you know, I, I don't blame people for having built certain, you know, uh, fortifications, uh, you know, you know, ring the wagons, if you will, to, to sort of say, no, this is good and, and stop, stop making it something, something different. I, I totally, um, I totally hear that. I, I also think that as the game evolved and, and we didn't know how it would evolve, we, we, when we first put it out, we just didn't know how people would react to this. We knew it was innovative and fun. But it also had these weird, bizarre, you know, you know concepts to it, um, and uh, which was part of the what makes it great in a way. But and it, it did really well. Um, but there was also lots and lots of people who 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 had a you know opposite experience from from what the, the real lovers uh, of, of today have, which is that they didn't like it for various reasons, right? And so we have to look at why was there a you know huge amount of people that that have then no longer play Keyforge uh, and. And uh, how do we solve the the the, the fundamental problem of? Because we discussed this last time. You know, what what do we say to somebody who a new player who, who opens a pack, heard has heard good things about Keyforge, opens a pack, and then they get this deck that's just subpar. Um, it's not a good experience for that for that for that new player. Um, and lots of players have done just said, "Ah, this is no good. I you know I'm, I'm out of here." Um, we also have the players that have bought a bunch of new decks, and every time that they that they buy a new deck, they they, they sort of feel like increasingly guilty about it because they have this this large pile of decks at home, and they, they don't feel that that buying a new one necessarily you know adds to to, to the richness of their of their um, KeyForge experience. So so they either stop participating in in the uh, uh, in the economic activity of the game, or they just simply sort of drift off. Um, there's questions of agency and so on and so forth. So how do you reconcile that with, with what the game also is, which is you can play right out of the deck. Um, I, I think the, what the Alliance does in a very elegant way, I think it does, it just says, Hey, you know, you found a deck that on its own can't be played, you know, as well as you would have liked, you know, assuming an even player. Uh, but, but guess what? Maybe there's some, 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 some gold in there that, that can now be combined with else and you have a different format that you can play and use it with. Um, and that's not a format that's necessarily for everybody, um, but but it is it is something that I think will will help a lot of players that get into the game 
uh, have more of, of a nuanced, you know, approach to 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 the deck that they that they buy. I mean, one thing we certainly don't like, and this is a very bad for a game. I think objectively bad for a game is when somebody buys a deck, they go online without even opening it. They go online, they they will scan the, or they they will they will log the the game into a scoring system and to, to decide, but based on that scoring system, they got a bad deck and then to throw it away, uh, or never even open it. Um, that's not good. Um, so, so how, how do we, you know, how, how do we try to provide options to, to, to solve that? Um, and, and one of them is that is, is, is to maybe break, break open the, the coconut, you will, and see if there's some, some of the parts in there that are exciting and are wonderful and maybe not as obviously bad or maybe even very exciting. Um, it's just, you know, you're getting the same thing, but, but we're just giving the option of, of, of more joy to come out of that pack. Um, that, that said, I, I think there are people who think that it will now be, now we have a, a, a constructed game and uh, that's not really true because we, we will, the game is you buy a, a deck, a full deck, at least from our perspective, that that's what the game is all about. You, you, you go to Keyforge, uh, this display, beautiful new display you got, you open a pack and there's a playable, fully ready to go deck that you can discover and you nobody's ever seen it before it was born in a computer brain somewhere and now you get to see how it all came out and that, that's awesome um and I, I i feel that 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 is not something that's been lost um right and that experience is also something that is not going to change it's like that is we're gonna that is always going to be a part of this idea that you can just go and buy a new deck open it up and play Right, I mean, Alliance, this one we noticed, I mean, Alliance format actually is, is allows all decks. You don't have to construct the deck at all. You can just, you know, open a new pack and play, go go for it. Um, so some people have expressed some concerns that with this constructed format, we're just we're just going to ignore now the the whole deck, uh, you know, whole deck approach uh, and start, you know, maybe just selling pods or, uh, you know, et cetera. So uh, this, this is a... Uh, I think this this is not correct. Uh, you know, if, if we didn't want Keyforge as it was, we could have created a new game. Um, we, we like Keyforge as it is, but we want it to be attractive to even to even more players. I, I mean, I would say that by allowing Alliance, we are making an effort to, to really preserve the full deck experience because we're trying to make that as uh, utilitarian as possible. So, I like yeah. that. I think that somebody can come into the game maybe because the idea of Alliance was intriguing to them, that they wanted to like construct their decks, but they open a deck and it happens to be a fantastic Archon deck. It happens to be really great set of three houses that might be competitive in the Archon setting. And so maybe they've flipped over to our side. Uh, yeah, I mean, sides are sides. The, 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 the fact is that, that what we want, our intention was that everybody who's enjoyed Keyforge the way it's been, with a full deck, should be able to continue to have that experience uh, into the foreseeable future, uh, and we don't have any plans plans to change that. What we have a, what we have tried to do is to solve this problem that I've been asked about from every single person, which is like, what do you do when you get a bad deck? What what what's the solution? Because that is a, a huge uh, point of contention and attrition for a game we all love. So how how do we how do we deal with that? And so this is a solution. Um, I, I don't think it's a zero-sum game. I, I, I don't think that uh, one cannot exist without cannibalizing the other at the expense of the other. Um, I can't see the future, so I don't know if if that's uh, you know if that's going to hold true for all, all time. But I, we have no intention of, of of moving away from from Keyforge the way it is. We we do hope, however, that this was going to you know I mean it's, it's it's fun. You know, you have somebody who's a lapsed Keyforge player, and all suddenly realizing that, that we did some new kind of format like this, they may say, "Hey, that's kind of fun." But let me go, you know, take out my shoebox with all my decks in them and see if I can do something creative. Um, I really liked how you defined that as well, Christian, in the in the article. Like you were very clear on the the three types of players and your goals with those players. Um, I thought that gave a lot of context that people were overlooking, and there was even uh, tweets today by. Uh, by people, uh, our good friend um, Zach Armstrong, uh, he he specifically pointed out the st- the statistic of lapsed players, and that I believe it was a thirty to one ratio. That is really important to be considering as a community to grow the game. 
Yeah, it's probably more than 30 to 1. Actually, 31 was a low number uh, that I decided to put in there for, to be safe. Um, but but because uh, there is there is it could be a little bit hard to to particularly internationally completely gauge the uh, the actual active player base. But but that that's a safe number. And and uh, and I think a lot of those those players had you know really liked the KeyForge and they liked the game. But but may have been you know you know never know why somebody somebody lapses it happens for every and we will all lapse playing KeyForge at some some point maybe it's because we're stopped breathing um, but but the uh, um, there's always different reasons why people lapse but but I, I think I think it's good for a publisher and which we should be doing is looking at what are the top five reasons why somebody has decided to stop playing uh, and I think it's it's incumbent on us to 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 try to provide a solution for that um and ideally one that does not um cause a, a change of enjoyment to the existing player base now that's a fine needle to thread i i and i certainly uh, we've caused stirred some some drama here uh and uh, we knew that would happen and and uh, we hope that making ourselves available to to talk about it and to provide some context is is helpful for the people that have been you know felt injured by this and um uh Hopefully, we'll, they'll come visit us up here in Minnesota at Keyforge Celebration. We can sit down and have a chat about it. Because there was, there was something that um, has already started to creep up in, I guess, discussions since your article dropped. And that is some people are now more open to Alliance than they were previously. Because uh, I think the, the simple change of keeping it interset was a very elegant and simple change that didn't require a lot of of basically tinkering from the idea but a nice restriction and what's kind of emerged is some people are like oh i, I don't know if i want to place as a main event but definitely as a second ember event i'm going to want to participate in this and my initial thought to that is when i heard about this like i think i approached it in my mind from the way you both intended this to be was like oh wow now i have my collection and I know I have this really good house in this one deck, but the other two are just not cutting it. So now I can actually use this. And then it dawned on me that all the quote unquote spikes out there are just going to be like, oh, I have my really good deck and I have my other really good deck and let's put them together and it's an even better deck now. And then I was kind of like, oh, you're like the the essence of what I feel this is, is to utilize things you aren't currently enjoying and find a new uh, format for them to be enjoyed. And unfortunately, we obviously saw some really crazy broken decks. And I know Sydney got to experience that as well. But this has now curtailed the ability to break, I guess, the, the format in maybe the way you did not intend. Hey, Michael, do you want to comment on that? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's, uh, of course, you're right, you know, in that it's um, completely, completely unrestricted open alliance uh, decks would not be fun at high level competitive play. Um, I, I think the community was, was very vocal about that. And it was, it was not hard, you know, to see their, uh, to see that point of view and to, you know, to understand you know, like why it would just really not be a pleasant experience to go to, you know, a, a high level tournament with that kind of completely open ended, um, Alliance construction, you know, experience. Cause you would have there, it would just be too, um, it would just there would be too many explosive combos and too many games would be decided like in a matter of minutes, um, and so I have a what I call a kind of like an inner sanctum of advisors or people with you know, people within the uh, within the community that um, that I've gotten to know and, and trust and many of them are play testers and that's a, the suggestion really came from that group of like you should just limit alliance to single set because that will solve a lot of problems without a lot of rules overhead. And the more that I looked at that solution, the, the more clear it became. It's just like, yes, that is, we, we really must do that. I mean, we, we'd always plan to have a, have a restricted list uh, to, which is just necessary and open in a game like this. So, so that was something that was, that, that will be forthcoming in our, in our, um, in our, in our tournament guidelines, but but um, but, but I think the the suggestion of keeping an interset, I think, is is due to community feedback. Awesome, excellent. I, I will say this that 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 Michael has he says he has an inner sanctum of advisors. 
I also have an inner, an inner circle of advisors. I call them an, an inner Mars of advisors. <laughs> anyway. Love it. That's great. <laughs> so you've mentioned uh, the Keyforge celebrations multiple times now. And uh, personally, I'm, I'm definitely going to be there. I'm super excited. And uh, as as Blake mentioned, I'm actually looking to um, enter the Archon and then play the second Amber Alliance event. So that's just going to be a really cool combination and way to experience both. Um, But so the official tournament rules that are for this event and and anything else that you guys put together will have a huge effect on how high-level formats will play. So a lot of people expect very similar tournament rules to what's existed since the beginning. So can we expect a vastly different tournament rules document because you said you guys are coming out with that or is there any examples of things that you're looking to change i mean much of it is is similar in general what so so what these these documents i've been writing this document and it's not done uh, but uh, a lot of it is is about how to run a a a good tournament uh, how to determine you know unsportsmanlike conduct and and uh you know just just various what, what people should expect um, who who makes the calls? What is a judge? What is a marshal? Um, I, I think we we will probably be try to try to make it at the same time uh, a little more stratified and a little more simple than the uh, FFT document. We'll try to probably break it into to a couple sections. Like if you're a tournament organizer, this is your your guidelines. If you're a judge, these are your guidelines. If you're a player, these are your guidelines. So so there's a more of a a little more simplified approach for how to what what matters to me in this document, um, but uh, it's a work in process, and and uh, you know um, we're not done with it, so it could it could, it could dramatically change. But it, it is this type of document that would have special rules and and lists, uh, you know, etc. And certain FAQs and clarifications for certain corner cases. Uh, I think a card FAQ and errata um, would also be a, a, a part of this document as a fourth section. Um, and, and so that, that, that's a work in process. We, we, are, we are taking things a little bit at a time. We're a fairly small team, so, so we are moving forward one step at a time. The, the, the first thing was to, you know, obviously um, clarify this, this, uh, this drama that happened this week. And next step is to, uh, is to get our GameFound campaign pledge manager up and running and get this document done so that people can go into the uh, keyboard celebration with, with kind of the baseline rules all, all established. Um, and then we'll, we'll be there. And we, and I think we, we have a number of other people express interest in running similar tournaments um, around the world. And, and uh, we'll also be getting feedback from them. But, but that document I, I hope will be out by, you know, it's hard to give an exact deadline due to the, the amount of different, um, you know, inputs that we get, but I would say the, the, the last week, uh, around the 1st of November should be the, okay. Nice. And just to clarify one thing, cause I know this has come up and people say obviously would be this, but if you're playing Alliance, you must have opaque sleeves on your deck so that you can't determine which half is from where. Correct. Exactly. That will be exactly one of the things that that will be in that document. Correct. Actually, another clarifying question. So it, when, in the uh, formats, when you an Archon sealed, um, you mentioned a single deck for Archon sealed. Historically, at high levels, it's been you get three decks and you pick one. So, are you are you changing it to get one deck, play one deck, and that's what Archon sealed is going to be going forward? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and that's based on the volume of feedback that 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 we've heard. It's a very large variety of people have have commented on that, and and I think the perhaps the number one biggest request that we have was to bring back single deck sealed. Um, people felt that was in the nature of the game. People felt that, um, that the, that the cost of entry for everyone was the, was the most sensible. Um, and we obviously do also have the, uh, the, 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 the Alliance format, uh, in which, you know, you, you do get more of a choice and more agency in your choice. So, um, I feel that those two lie side by side fairly well. So somebody who would before have wanted to buy three decks and pick one, I, I think they get a lot of that same experience from the Alliance format. Um, but obviously, they got to break open the coconut, sort of, sort of play around with the with the bits. Um, but but I think having a whole third format with with uh, with with three decks, I think would just overlap the the two that we have now. 
Cool. So you you mentioned that these formats are for like official Ghost Galaxy events and like the the high level tournaments and that stores and communities are free to run anything. So are sure. what level of, of guidance are you providing for the the store level or the club level? Because I was really excited to read in your um, article that you're not limiting it to specifically like brick and mortar stores. So what kind of guidance are you providing for those that run it on a, a more casual level? Right. So, so we're going to be encouraging casual level play and league play and, you know, tournament play, uh, impromptu tournaments in, at conventions, uh, you know, clubs, etc. Um, and we're going to be providing materials. Some of them will be, be supported from us. Some of them will be available to purchase online. Uh, that kind of our kits, kits of fun that 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 um, that groups can, can play to enjoy Keyforge in whatever way they want. Um, the there's no we're not interested in you know you know climbing into your game store and and smacking everybody on the fingers that are not playing the exact you know official tournament. <laughs> that's that's not um, that's not at all what this is about. This, this is this is about creating though an official simplified standard at the, at the highest levels, so that. Um, uh, People that want to compete, you know, for to become world champion, have have some very very clear guidelines about what what formats are played, um, what are the rules for those, etc. So, um, and I I think we may have mentioned this last time. Or the, I apologize if this is a different interview, but I, I do see OP as two different things. I, I when we when I have always talked about OP, I, I usually mean the 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 stuff that we organize. So, so we organize this tournament, we provide the rules, we provide the guidelines, we provide the infrastructure, the prizes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then there is the, the informal organized play, which uh, is more leagues and whatever your local store does every Thursday night uh, or what your game group does. Um, and all those things are really fun. And that, and that's in a way this, there's a bit of a, uh, iceberg syndrome here, right? Where you have the really formal organized place is the tip of it. And the, the, the vast majority of play and fun engaged with any game is, is underneath the surface of the water in this, this giant casual, uh, fun, uh, community events. Uh, and so for us, we have to try to support both and uh, everything that we've done up to this point has been really with eye towards the more formal high level stuff. Uh, because once we get that squared away, then, then, uh, and I think it creates maybe a basis for aspiration among among the community, um, but it doesn't necessarily solve you just having fun. So we're going to be trying to create some kits and some other other materials uh, that that will support all sorts of different crazy, um, you know, ways ways to play the game and just have fun with the game. Oh, that's awesome! Um, I couldn't help but notice there's been a lack of talk of chains as part of. Uh, organized play at any level is is that something that is going to be a thing of the past in terms of decks having chains and just be an in-game mechanic or is that not something a bridge you haven't crossed yet i would say that we haven't really decided um how we're going to approach that it's i think chains is a good way to balance two decks against each other in casual play and how that translates to competitive play is is definitely is a good question, and it's it's one of the things that I think we just need to take some more time and, and review how that idea fits into the kind of tournament structure that we're envisioning. I think it's fair to say that that chains are are, no, are not going to be part of the two thousand and twenty three tournament plans. Um, okay, and, and we're going to have to take a take a careful view on, on whether we want to create that sort of handicapping feature for high level events. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not convinced that, that we should, uh, because it seems to me a high level event should be for the highest level performers, um, and creating, uh, some sort of handicap system there may, may not be what, what people are, people are looking for. Um, on the other hand, I, I think there was a, um, to be honest with you, I'm not sure where that went that FFG did, but they had the, the um, the concept of ascended decks, which I liked, uh -huh. uh, and that is that is you know if a deck reaches a certain level of masterdom, that they then progress into an ascended level, which which is uh, you know effectively those decks aren't allowed in your general 
you know official op anymore because they have now sent it to the architects and and uh they, they are they're so interesting and weird and, and you know and 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 so on that that we really want them kind of out of the general um op structure because there's maybe one particular deck that's maybe the best deck that will ever have been invented is already out there and it will never stop winning world championships right so that mm -hmm. makes the world championships not very interesting so 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 maybe that's we consider that there is there's certain decks that sort of ascend um and become part of something different so that that but but yet that that is still there out, out in the future what hopefully the official tournament play will be is a rich varied environment that's interesting and fun to look at uh, that that moves uh, and uh, that ebbs and flows with with how the game progresses in the future okay fantastic I absolutely love that you you mentioned kits of fun. I'm I'm really excited for my my LGS to get a kit of fun. And um, right. <laughs> so if between now and the official release of Winds of Exchange, if like game stores or clubs or local game groups want some prize support, is there like a process in place for requests or or is that something that uh, isn't available yet? It's fairly, it's fairly uh, ad hoc at the moment. Uh, we, we are happy to support events at game stores and uh, at, at conventions and so on. Uh, they just need to contact us via a forum, uh, and then we'll try to put something together for everyone and, and, and get it out to you. It's a little trickier internationally, um, and, and that's that's uh, we sort of a heartbreak sometimes when we have you know big international crowds that need support, and it isn't really possible for us without some uh, some postage or something to get to get a big box of stuff to them. Um, but, uh, you know, particularly in the U.S. and, and uh, if you have an event or a tournament, you're looking for some support, throw us a line on the form on keyforging.com. Uh, and I think we've, we've tried to accommodate everybody who's asked so far. Um, there will be a more formal approach to this uh, as we go into the next year. Um, how exactly that's going to express itself and how people engage with that, I don't have a, an answer to at the moment. So one of the things that you you also mentioned in the article is uh, speaking of of prize support and kits of fun is you mentioned that uh, Keyforge Celebration is going to have goodie bags. So what 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 are goodie bags and what other kind of like prize support would we expect to see specifically at Keyforge Celebrations, but also just like in in general, like at at big events like the um, Vault Tours had prize walls and and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um. To be determined. Uh, I mean, certainly, what, what is a goodie bag? A goodie bag is something that we've always done at shows that I put on, which is uh, attendees that register. They get a each attendee get a bag full of surprisingly cool and fun bits. We're not going to tell you what they are, though. Uh, the only thing I think we've revealed explicitly is that they will at least be a uh, unchained deck in your goodie bag, um, because we have this 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 uh, the event wide. Um, or, or I was going to say the whole, the, the whole, the whole show, the whole key for celebration. There'll, there'll be a concept called un, called unchained duels, um, where you get a, a little a little sign you can put on your badge that will say "I'm ready to duel," and then somebody can come up and they can challenge you to an unchained duel, and then you will go ahead and have have your duel, and you will then report the result to to to, to the headquarters, and then we'll, we will we uh, will we will track who's who's winning the different duels. Um, so that should be really fun, and and um, and so everybody will get an Unchained deck and more fun stuff in their that, goodie bag. That's so exciting. So I, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Like I, I mentioned previously, like Unchained decks are one of my favorite concepts that you guys have come up with so far. And I'm super looking forward to the duel, especially because the duels are open-ended. Like when I'm, you know, out of Archon and in round three, I can just go up and start dueling people. Yeah, the, 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 you have to be careful because if you don't, you don't want to be bothered by people. You, then you, then you got to flip your flag down so you, <laughs> you're ready to duel. So, so, so we'll see how many uh, how that goes. I don't think I've, at least in my memory, I have, we haven't done anything quite like that before. Uh, in terms of Unchained, I, I, I want to give all that glory to Michael. Um, that that's all all Michael who's pushing for that, uh, and uh, um, he he should deserve. Uh, he's he's the He's the, uh, if not the father, that's probably Richard, but he's, he's at least the, uh, the, um, uh, the heir apparent <laughs> champion, uh, or the, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't exist without Michael. It was, it was something he really pushed for to do during the, the game found campaign. And, 
obviously uh, how people people how people got excited about that. It's just as surprising as sometimes when people get negative about something. So that's always, <laughs> that's always nice. Um, so Michael, why don't you tell us about Unchained and and what your thought process was behind that? Sure. So that uh, that kind of came about as we were working on the new deck builder for Keyforge, and we wanted to specifically, uh, well, we had a lot of requirements for the new deck builder. Obviously, it had to be able to do everything that FFG's old deck builder was able to do, but we also wanted our new deck builder to be more flexible and more easily expanded for future development um, so that we didn't have to spend you know, so we weren't constantly overburdened with uh, having to do like new programming to just make what should be a relatively simple change uh, to the algorithm. So what that meant was that is, is that the new deck builder just got lots of really um, great flexible options, and I kind of describe it as like it's like kind of like a big sound mixing board where there's lots of different knobs that can be twisted and tweaked in different ways. And so basically the idea of Unchained X is just like, well, what if we just crank a bunch of those knobs up to 11 <laughs> and, and, and kind of see what comes out? Uh, and um, that, that's, that's really just kind of where the idea started. And, and ever since then, you know, we've just kind of been discussing internally about like how exactly, um, you know, we're going to do that, like what we're looking for. Because it's the main thing that I want to avoid with an Unchained deck is that I don't want you to open an Unchained deck and have it be basically just a regular Keyforge deck, because because that's you know because that's not exciting. So it has to be something that is much more extreme than that. We're still experimenting with it, but it's been fun. Uh, I will also say that that um, something I mentioned in the article uh, is that the 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 very very great you know. Um, unbending rule of, of Keyforge from a developer's perspective is variability versus playability and balance. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, obviously with, with, uh, Unchained, we're, we're pushing the, the knob all the way towards variability, um, as much as, as possible to still make the game playable. Uh, and, and so that is going to create some really wacky, crazy stuff. Um, and if, if you get a, 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 uh, an unchained deck that that's just is so wacky yet that it's just impossible to play almost. And then, then we do allow you to buy another unchained deck if you've lost uh, two games uh, at the uh, at the headquarters. So you're not necessarily completely stuck with a uh, you know, absolutely nutty bad deck. You know the whole the whole show. That works really well with my love for the idea of unchained and my propensity to lose. I'm going to go home with a lot of unchained decks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe you get the most crazy one, the most powerful deck that will ever exist. <laughs> hey, that's a win, win, win. In Unchained. <laughs> so is there, is there anything else you would like to address before we, we go to our uh, titular segment? Well, I guess uh, for, for me, there's just one, I mean, I guess one, one point is that there's some people out there who have, who have noted uh, maybe they've been very dissatisfied with, with the timing uh, of the OP announcement relative to the GameFound campaign, where there's been maybe some sense that 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 was, uh, you know, uh, a, a dishonest uh, and intentional way to get money from people and then, um, you, you know, just kind of change the tables. I, I think that's that's maybe something that I think just deserves maybe a note saying that that's, that's uh, definitely not the case. Um, we if you, you remember us going in with the, 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 with the some of the announcements that we made early on, and frankly, even going through the, we didn't really realize even till the start of the, the GameFound campaign whether we would have a game at all. Um, so the the, the the so idea that that we had sort of masterminded that is is, is a bit a bit far fetched. The other aspect of it is that you know we've been debating this stuff internally and and asking advisors and asking advice for people for months, uh, and this was. This was something that was debated up until you know the last minute. So, so there isn't there wasn't any sort of premeditated uh, um, uh, reason why we 
you know, why we did that in that in that sequence of events. But obviously, we wouldn't have gone through all that that effort to try to get to that point unless we knew we had a successful campaign in the first place. So, um, and obviously, if we really wanted to to be an evil mastermind, we'd probably have waited until <laughs> much later when we've actually shipped all these these things out. Um, so, so there really isn't anything to that, and and that's 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 sad that 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 that. that that would have been, you know, maybe something people have, would have mistaken this thing for. Um, and uh, we apologize if, if it came across that way, that, that that was not intentional. I'm sure that's appreciated by by a select n- number of the community, but I'm, I'm sure that there is a lot that the GameFound had to offer the community that was really exciting in a way that was, that brings Keyforge back to life. So I... I've heard I've heard those things as well, and I I feel I feel like the announcement that you guys made really puts your whole your whole thought process on the line for everyone to read, to dissect, and to understand. And the the article you wrote again, um, if listeners, if you haven't read it yet, I suggest that you go to keyforging.com and, and take a look. It really does explain a lot of the the questions people have been asking recently. I'll be sure to put a link to that in the show notes to, for ease of uh, dissecting that article. But of course, we cannot end an episode without our titular segment. We call this one Help, Help from, future, from self. future Self. Michael, I understand that you have brought a lesson to the table for our listeners today. Yeah. Um, so if I could, I would uh, go back and tell my 2017 self don't let them print library access that way. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Did you have an inkling at all? Like, were you like, "Hmm, I don't know about this card before it went out or, or are you just now because of hindsight feeling this way? No, I, no, I definitely did. Uh, I might, I, I definitely raised an eyebrow when I read that card. Um, and, um, I probably raised the the issue uh, with some people and was obviously um, kicked out of the room or something like that because it it got printed the way it got printed. And then uh, they had to issue errata for it, which I was not at all surprised that they decided they had to issue errata for it. Do you you remember like, or can you even tell us like how how that card went in playtesting? Um, I don't remember. There was, there were honestly a lot of cards in, in, uh, playtesting for Call of the Archons. Call of the Archons was in playtesting for a really long time. And there were a lot of cards that felt like they were kind of broken. So it's library access was certainly one of those cards, but it was not the only one. Sure. But it was, it was the one that, somehow survived um, the, the heavy editing process basically intact. So, but I would, yeah, that's what I would say to myself in 2017. <laughs> I love that. Change that's it. amazing. I think, I think one thing, uh, just, just to note on that development process for Call of the Archons, I think it's very important to understand that the game wasn't actually done. I mean, the, the, the gameplay itself was also being tested at that point because the, the game Richard brought Technic, uh, is was directionally similar to the game you play today, but it's not the exact same game. There was a substantial amount of, of, of changes in the actual design of the game. So, so only trying to balance cards while you're also shifting the underlying tectonic plates of how the game actually is played um, is is, uh, is is not surprising that that there are some cards from from particularly that that set that are going to be a little more crazy than others. That's really cool. That was a that was some uh, a nugget of of past information that I'm sure all the listeners are going to be super excited to uh, to get to hear. And um, of course, if uh, folks wanted to reach out to either of you, what is the best way to do so? Michael, if you want to go first with that one. Sure. Um, so you can anybody can just go to keyforging.com and hit contact us and fill out that form and send a message in and if it is a message for me uh, that can just be noted in the body of the message and it will be directed to me 
uh, like I said, you know, we have a small team, as Krishna said. So, I mean, we all sit in close proximity to each other. So, um, I will get the message that way. Um, uh, I can. Uh, you can also find me floating around on Discord. I do not hide my identity on Discord. Um, so. You've definitely been been noticed every time you you join a new Discord. People are like, "Oh my gosh, Michael's here! Oh my gosh!" Right. So <laughs> so people can also send me messages that way. Um, okay, fantastic. Thank you for your transparency. Yeah, you're welcome. And Christian, same thing through the forum to reach you. Yeah, just 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 through the forum. I, I think that's the the general way. I mean, I, I think I've personally answered uh, close to a thousand <laughs> forum. Forum, uh, forum requests and, and, and continue to do so. I, I, I will note that we have a new uh, great uh, addition to our team, which is um, Jeremy Culver, and, and he's our new marketing communications person. So uh, he may help lift a little bit of the burden from me, and he already has, and, and so he's much appreciated. So if you ask a question and it doesn't come directly from me, it's uh, uh, fear not. Uh, Jeremy knows uh, uh, much about the, everything that, that's happening here. Fantastic. And uh, Sydney, where can people find you? So I am SC Steel on Discord and TCO. And if you wish to reach out to the podcast as a whole, uh, the best way is to actually join our Discord now. It has been very much thriving and growing over the past few months. So if you wish to reach out to any of us, just hop on there and go through that. We do have a link to join in the show notes. And you can find me through my YouTube, uh, Boulevard Blake, or on the Discord Boulevard Blake number sign 3840. So Christian and Michael, thank you so much for coming on and providing us this time to just kind of dissect everything that's gone over the past week and really provide an extra level of transparency and clarification for everything. I know that myself and Sydney really appreciate that. And I, I know for sure the community as a whole will also appreciate that. So thank you. You guys do an awesome job. You also have wonderful, you know, radio voices. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you so you much. <laughs> yes, thank you for having us on your show. Oh, it's our pleasure. All right. Keep playing. All right. And folks, until next time, stay forging.